0: Hello, this is Pastor Kenny, and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about what we are all about, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org. Enjoy! Uh, Again, it's Holy Week, and uh, we're looking at Palm Sunday, and we're reminded of what Palm Sunday represents. and. The excitement that people saw that they recognized God in Jesus as Savior. Unfortunately, they thought, many thought that that was going to be an earthly rule or a kingdom right now established on earth as it is in heaven. And uh, we're gonna look at some of that today because sometimes I get confused, we get confused. Christianity or those that profess to be Christians get confused about what Jesus really wants to do as victorious reign. What does that mean, does that mean? Well, let's, let's just get started as we continue with uh, Holy Week. Again, here for you and Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. What a tremendous song. And I just thank my good friend Chris Stevens for uh, sharing that uh, with us today. And I hope uh, you are blessed and encouraged by the words of uh, those song lyrics this morning. But we look at Hebrews 6, 9. Yes, we're continuing Hebrews during Holy Week because I believe the Bible tells the story of Jesus. You don't just have to go to one verse or one passage of Scripture, one part of the Bible. But you can look at the entire uh, Bible and look how it points back, points to, reveals who Jesus is. Hebrews 6, 9, even though we speak like this, dear friends, we are convinced of better things in your case, the things that have to do with salvation. As a quick reminder from last week, it's this fear of staying to the elementary things, the fear of remaining just having milk. As nourishment, It's not allowing yourself to grow and to mature and to become the full person that God has intended you to become. It's not about doing or working so hard, but it's about understanding our identity as a believer, as a follower of Jesus, that Jesus wants to take us beyond the ABCs. Jesus wants to take us into a place where we can, well, a different scripture says, we can understand the things that belong to salvation or the things that are accompany salvation they go along with because of salvation because we are saved because we call on Jesus as Savior as Lord we can understand that out of salvation, we are rooted in salvation. We are coming from, because of salvation, because of this place that we have said, Jesus, save me from hell. We can now say, Jesus, you've given me abundant life. I don't just have to die and go to heaven to experience that. But now here on earth, in the turmoil, in the trouble, in the discouragement, in the disappointment, even in my depression, you can take me out of that. You can reveal to me. And sometimes he does use medication. Sometimes he does use other people, but God is always at work. That even throughout the uh, discouragement, because of God's salvation, we can have rescue. We can have rescue. Things that accompany salvation that go along with the ABCs. There's so much more. If all you looked at was the alphabet and so you never read words on a page, but you just sounded out the letters of those words would miss out what accompanies salvation what accompanies truth this is rescue this is deliverance this is freedom this is hope this is in the middle of whatever you're going through we want god to deliver us and at times yes i know the greek says deliver but we could say it means to develop to nurture within us that perseverance, that endurance, that resolve that whatever takes place, we are more than conquerors through Jesus that loves us. And we are ambassadors so we can live that love in front of others. Someone asked Bethany and I the other day, how can you be so stoic? How can you get through? And Bethany has shared that this experience with cancer, stage three cancer, at forty one years old, has been clarifying what really matters, the conversations, the interactions. Do you have respect for a person enough to build trust so that relationship can come uh, become a friendship? Do we truly care what Andy Stanley says about what we wish we could do for everyone, simply do for someone. What we wish we could do for everyone, simply do for someone. So we walk slowly through the crowd. So as God prompts our heart, we take the time to minister, to speak to, to add value to, to provide a service to someone out of our love and salvation that comes from Jesus. We're going to look at a scripture. This is uh, Matthew 21, 1 through 11. This is, as they approached Jerusalem and became uh, came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. That is not saying that if you find a brand new Porsche or a uh, Jaguar F-Type, I think that's a vehicle I like. Michael always gets frustrated because he points out this great, beautiful, amazing car that I think, oh, that looks good. But Michael knows the call signs, the letters, the XT, Turbo, 500, uh, whatever, dual cab, Um Anyway, it's not looking at... Michael gets frustrated because I get all that stuff messed up. It's not going to somebody's house and stealing their car. But this is being prompted, being guided by the Holy Spirit, the truth of who Jesus was that this person would know. Verse 4, this took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet, saying to daughter Zion, See, your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on as a saddle. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. We understand as Vermonters, it is mud season. It is mud season. And if you're walking and you're trying to Protect your hooves or your feet. It would be nice to have something covering that dirt, that grime, that mud. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Hosanna in the highest. This is Jesus. This is the Messiah. This is our rescuer. This is our deliverer. This is the one that brings salvation to us. In their moment, as we face our moment, we think of Jesus being the earthly king, the one that reigns right now in the physical. And Jesus is so much more than that. We look at Hebrews 6.10. And before I say that, we look at the supernatural. We think it's greater than the national because it is. The supernatural is greater than the national. What God wants to do in and through us here on earth as it is in heaven goes well beyond our time here on earth. Hebrews 6.10. God is not unjust. He would not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help him. Your work and the love you have shown because in Romans 8:17 it says we are co-heirs with Jesus. So when he remembers your work and your love, he's remembering from Romans 8:17. Now if we are children, then we are heirs heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. As we share in his sufferings, as we share in the trials and the struggles, if we share in a real life of what's taking place, Jesus says in Hebrews 6.10, he remembers your work and your love. Verse eleven and Hebrews six. We want each of you to show the same diligence to the very end, so that when uh, so that the hope you have uh, for might be realized. Let me read that again. We want each of you to show the same diligence to the very end, so that what you hope for may be realized, that what you want, what you desire, what you just uh, wish, what you think. Oh, if it could. Happen, it does not become a hope, but it becomes the assurance. That same diligence, that same earnest yearning, that same waiting patiently, that same taking the next step forward. It feels like every step forward, you're taking two steps back, but with Jesus, it's as though you're taking three steps forward and taking two steps back. With Jesus, there's always Progress in the process. There's always progress in the process. It doesn't always look that way. It does not always feel that way emotionally or physically. It does not feel that way. But we have this hope that is secure. Hebrews six nineteen as an anchor that holds fast and firm that keeps us. The things around us rock the boat and sway us. There is an anchor that holds us. Pursue Jesus with the same diligence. Show this same diligence in Hebrews 6 12. We find these words we do not want you to become lazy but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. What has been promised? Jesus has said you would have abundant life. You would have eternal life. You would have everlasting life. And that is more than when you just die and you go to heaven. Salvation is so much more than just not going to hell. Salvation is so much more than Jesus being praised, and glorified because people thought he was going to become king. He was going to overthrow the injustice that was taking place by the Romans. This is where we need to remember, do not become lazy. This word lazy means sluggish or dull. Dull. If somebody says sharp as a bowling ball, which I mentioned the other uh, week, that is not a compliment. Sharp as a bowling ball is not something you aspire to be. Do not become lazy, sluggish, or dull, but become useful. Become something that God can use and do and has for us to accomplish. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. I was uh, listening to a podcast, an interview about a book. The book is Win the Day by Mark Batterson. And in it, he talks about, I believe it was Mark Twain. And Mark Twain said, if you had to eat a frog, eat it in the morning. If you are told you need to eat a frog this day, eat it in the morning because you get the hard work done First, get the hard work done first. Somebody put it in the chat, somebody put it in the comments, eat your frog early, eat that frog early. That is proverbial. That is not a literal. That is not something that you want to go tell your kids, hey, unless it's frog legs cooked up with uh, bacon and eggs. It's not so, something we're telling you. It is a thought of if you have to do something difficult, get it done early. If you have to pursue Jesus, then pursue Him without being lazy, without procrastinating, without being dull or sluggish, but pursue Jesus from the very start of your day. Let us not become weary in doing good for at a proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. I would suggest that coming through this pandemic, going through a difficult time, receiving a horrible diagnosis, having a job loss, whether it's physical, spiritual, financial. We were just uh, made aware of a family that we know that they were physically and sexually abused from someone who attended the same local church which they went to. And the devastation and the harm and the evil and the regret and the only thing that can bring salvation that goes beyond the ABCs, that brings true healing and freedom is knowing that Jesus has a plan, that Jesus wants to produce a crop, that Jesus is the answer, that there's truth in who Jesus is. And so we grasp on, we hold on. When you're at the end of the rope, tie a knot. Because still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop a hundred 60 or 30 times what was sown it was buried it took root and it produced a harvest and perhaps jesus is telling us that we need to die to ourselves. we need to be that living sacrifice we need to surrender control we need to understand that god has a plan for our lives that we can be used of him to produce a harvest so others would know his freedom and his help. And we can be honest with ourselves that we aren't about Christians taking over this nation, but we are about Jesus taking over our lives. And if Jesus is in our lives, then we can make a difference in our neighbor's life because we show compassion and empathy. As I listened to an interview with one that was living a lifestyle that was detrimental to his health. He spoke with a pastor and he said, well, I know you just want to change me. And the pastor said, no, I need to love you. I need to love you so I can get to know you and you can get to know the Savior that loves us. And as I love you, you will get to know the Savior even more. That as the Savior comes to tell you that there is healing, that there is freedom, that there is assurance, that there is peace, that there is joy. That His love sees you as a beautiful masterpiece. Then Jesus does what He does that he has a plan for your life, and all we have to do, as his pastor said, all I need to do is love with deep compassion and empathy, knowing that I have been forgiven. That is what produces a crop. That is what on this Palm Sunday, we know that Jesus wants to do so much more than be glorified here on earth. He wants to Reign in the supernatural as he is and does, but in a way where it compels us to love others and show that, yes, he is victorious and we can win with who God is. We do not want you to become lazy, but the second part, to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. We want to imitate Imitate Jesus, imitate Jesus. This is what uh, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Can you say that? Maybe you say, No, that's so far from me, I don't even know where to start. Well, start by saying, I follow Jesus. And as I follow Jesus, then you can follow me because we are followers of Christ. Another verse that puts it a little bit uh, better, or not better, but explains it a little bit more, is Ephesians 5, 1 through 2. Follow God's example. Imitate Jesus as dearly loved children, children that are loved Find it easy to follow their parents. They know that their parents have the best for them. They know that their parents sacrifice and surrender control so that they can raise their kids as raising adults in the way of Jesus. Follow God's example as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love. Just as Christ loved us and gave himself up as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Palm Sunday was so exciting when it took place. But there was no thought of what was going to happen on Thursday, the Last Supper on Friday, the crucifixion on Saturday, the sense of false hope, of everything you yearned for, longed for, wanted, desired, thought to be true. On Saturday, it was darkness, it was bleak, there was no hope of Jesus, there was loss. But then came Sunday, and so we say, we celebrate, then came Sunday. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. He shall have eternal life. Jesus was God's one and only son. He came that we might become his co-heirs, that Jesus would remember our work and the love shown in his name to others that they too might know the hope of who Jesus is. Now, if we are children then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory this Palm Sunday, that we praise Jesus for being the king. We praise Jesus as those saved, knowing that he is not only king of this world, but king forever and for all. Jesus' victory wasn't just earthly reign. Jesus' victory was obeying his father, and that was to become our sin and giving us salvation. Our salvation is abundant, earthly, Prosperity, that is not what our salvation is. It is not simply so you can name it and claim it and get what you want or get what you deserve, feel like you deserve. It is not karma that whatever you work for, you get in return. Karma is not what Christianity is about. Grace is what Christians get. We do not get what we deserve, but we get who Jesus is. We get salvation to the full extent of abundant life. Our salvation by grace through Jesus is supernatural, and it gives us eternal life. On the screen behind me, I want to read it once more. Jesus' victory was an earthly reign. Jesus' victory was obeying his Father, which meant becoming our sin so that we might have eternal life. And our salvation isn't abundant earthly prosperity. God does not hate money. God might allow some of you to become wealthy because you know how to handle wealth. You know it's about serving and helping others. For me, I get too caught up on the newest gadget or the silkiest clothing or whatever the case might be. I don't think God will ever allow me to be wealthy because I have not learned how to use wealth to bring Him glory. But our salvation by grace through faith in Jesus is supernatural and means... Eternal life, eternal life that starts now, eternal life that on this Palm Sunday, we recognize Hosanna, Hosanna, God, this is you in the flesh. But as we endure suffering and trials, as Jesus did, we realize that it's much more than victory here on earth. Because victory here on earth looks differently than how some imagine. It does not mean you are without pain, that you get everything you want. But victory here on earth is knowing that you have a Savior that embraces you, that helps you. It's knowing that there's one that loves us in such a way that we can share his love with others. No matter what we're going through, we can declare with great hope and faith and assurance and truth that Jesus is is our king. Jesus is the one that reigns in our lives. Jesus is the one that we reach out to, that we hold on to, that he is king more than the temporal, but he is king deep within the mental health that we need, the spiritual renewal that we long for, the assurance that God will provide everything that we need. This is Jesus. This is the hope of Palm Sunday. And during Holy Week, we know the suffering that Jesus went through. As we read scripture, we understand that we too will suffer so we can become more like Jesus, knowing his salvation beyond the ABCs, knowing his call and passion for our lives, that others would not perish, but they would experience his healing and his freedom and his love in such a way that they share with others. So Jesus, we say, thank you. We say, thank you. Amen. Church, I encourage you to jump on zoom and spend some time with other believers to see faces and hear voices and celebrate who God is our savior that takes us beyond so that we can reveal his love to one another and to those that desperately are in need of him. Happy Palm Sunday. Remember this Holy Week, who Jesus is, that he is with us, that he is for us, and that we can be for one another. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to subscribe to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. Uh, You can also see the live versions of these sermons on the Living Hope Wesleyan Church YouTube channel, as well as any more information that you would be interested in at hopeforvermont.org. Thank you so much for listening.